Hey everyone, welcome back to Living Beyond Sunday, the podcast where we talk about the everyday Christian life. My name is Jonathan Sams and I'm back here with Pastor Mike. Real quick, if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and hit the thumbs up, like, and subscribe. It really helps us out a lot. And if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, jump over to our YouTube channel, Image ATL on YouTube. Can't you rate the uh, you can. on Apple Podcasts? Yes, we appreciate the ratings on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Really do appreciate it. It helps with the algorithm. Um, today, we're talking about a, a pretty relevant topic, I think, in our culture. And the whole purpose of this podcast, and you can speak to this, Pastor Mike, is to help equip people to live everyday life. And so when it comes to living everyday life, one of the things is people get invited to weddings. And an issue that has popped up over and over again that we want to talk about today is should Christians attend a gay wedding? If they get an invite, they have a friend who is homosexual, should they go to that wedding? And uh, I think this is something that's blown up recently a little bit on social media, but it's been kind of a, a long Christian ethic question. But today we want to help people. What what should they respond? Should they respond? How do they approach that question? Yeah. So I think a really good place to start is we've got to look at what a wedding is. And I think if we can start with what a wedding is, then it helps us really frame this out. Because I think a lot of times it's like, well, the, the argument is I can go and, and kind of you know be there for my friend, but not support what's going on. And I think we've got to understand what a wedding is to see where that breaks down. Historically, the purpose of a wedding and being present at the wedding is saying that I'm in support of, I'm celebrating and affirming what's happening here between these two people. And even so much so, the the pastor used to ask, hey, anybody see any reason why these two shouldn't get married? You know, speak now or forever hold your peace kind of deal. And uh, so, you know, you're there in, in that affirmation. So not raising your hand means, you know, we're there. And that's right. historically been the entire process. Um, so when you're at a wedding, you're supporting the the people and the process of what's happening. Secondly, I think it's important to understand what marriage is a reflection of. So the marriage ceremony, very specifically, is a is a picture um, that builds toward ultimately what we'll have in Christ forever for all of eternity. So the the picture of marriage, right? Scripture shows us as one man, one woman. Uh, man represents Christ, woman represents the church, their union in Christ together is the oneness we have with Christ. And so marriage outside of the cross is the greatest picture of the gospel that the Bible gives us. And so at a marriage ceremony, you see the beauty of that covenant relationship, that union that we're saying, hey, well, I'm forever committing myself to you, you're forever committing yourself to me. Um, we're sealing that sign with a covenant ring, right? You know, salvation, you commit yourself to Christ, Christ is committed to you. Um, we would say that the, the covenant um, marker or the ring is the baptism that happens after that. But then there's something awesome that after a wedding, there's a reception. And I think so often people forget the purpose of the reception of what it actually kind of points to. Yeah. And a lot of times when I do weddings or when I pray at receptions, I specifically pray about this, that that, that wedding banquet or reception that happens afterward, it is a picture of the wedding banquet that will happen when Jesus returns for his church. And so the celebration, the dancing, the drinking, the the, the excitement, the energy, all of that um, really is a picture of what it'll be like when Christ returns and we sit at the wedding banquet table with him forever and always as a part of his family, celebrating him coming and redeeming us back to him, his bride, the church. And so when we understand that concept and context of what a wedding is and what a wedding points to, now it kind of changes the way that we view this this sort of question, which I think is really important. Yeah, I think for the Christian, right, and you can expand on this, the, the idea of a wedding or marriage as an institution is something that, that God gave us. It's not something that we created as we, meaning people. 
And so when it comes to the creator defining what is within bounds, I think your the purpose of a wedding is that celebration and affirmation. Yeah, and I would say whether it's a Christian or a non-Christian, the picture still stands. Yeah, and you know if they're Christians, awesome. Um, and it's in some ways it's a lot sweeter and more beautiful because of what it's ultimately ultimately going to culminate to. But but even just the the actual practice of it is still the picture that's there. It's kind of like somebody that's a non-Christian that wears a cross around their neck. The cross is still a symbol, whether or not they believe in it or not. Yeah, that's good. And so it's really important to understand that because then that frames out kind of the next part of this conversation, which is then should you go to a homosexual wedding? Yeah, yeah, and, you, you stole my line. Yeah. So, so, so what's the what when when we think about it in in light of what you just explained with marriage and a, a, what a wedding means? Should Christians? go to a, a, a homosexual or a gay wedding. Yeah, and I would say that it seems most wise to not go to that wedding. And I'll give you a couple of reasons why. Uh, first is, again, in context of understanding what a, a wedding is, um, that you're there affirming what's happening. Um, so it's not just you're supporting a person, but you're affirming what's happening. It, your presence there, whether or not you say or do anything, your presence the wedding is saying, I'm here to celebrate this, right? There'd be no other reason why all these people would gather other than to celebrate two people becoming a union together, right? And so for us, when we, when we look at this and say, man, um, the, the Christian sex ethic clearly defines that marriage is a relationship between one man and one woman for one lifetime, that that is God's sex ethic that he set up and he's designed, which we've done a podcast on that. I think it was Pride Week, so you, we did a whole breakdown on that, so I won't get into it. But, but that's God designed, God established, and marriage is uh, what God's given us to seal that, that covenant. So in, in being at a wedding like that, you are saying, whether or not you verbally or not, I am for what's happening here. And, and the perspective of other people that are seeing you there are assuming that you're in favor of what's happening, though you may not actually be in favor of, of what's happening. And so it's, it's really important to understand that your, your presence at those things speaks more than maybe even the words that you, that you say, because um, there's a watching world that's, that's looking in the midst of that. Right. Like if, uh, so I guess follow up because you're a pastor, you would never, you wouldn't conduct a gay wedding ceremony. No. Right. No. And I would imagine most people that if we asked this question to that are kind of back and forth, we said, well, would you, would you go to the wedding? They might say yes. And we said, would you do the wedding? They might say no. And I think there's a, there's an inconsistency that's there. That's important to, to pull on and say, well, well, why is that? You know? And, and now the the counter argument is, well, I want to be there to say that I love you and I support you as a person. And I don't want this to cause a, a rift in our, our relationship. I, I think the problem with that is we're assuming that the only way to navigate that is by being present at the wedding. You you can say, I love you. Um, I support you. I will always be here for you, but I won't be present on that day because I don't support what's happening um, because of this. And you can walk to scripture and walk through and you can even run to the gospel in that. In fact, I've had a had a buddy of mine that actually did that with a close family relative, and it actually enhanced the relationship. It created opportunity for conversation because, man, at the end of the day, right, like there is a desire for um, the homosexual community to be accepted by those that aren't. And there is a standard that says you should accept where we are. Um, there's There's got to be for Christians a ground to stand on and say, um, hey, this the, the desire that you have for us to accept you, it needs to be mutual. It needs to go both ways. Like you can't just expect us to fully assimilate into where you are. In the same way, like my expectation is not that you all of a sudden fully assimilate to where I'm at, though I would love that, and I think that's biblical. Um, I need you to respect where I'm at in the same way that you want me to respect where, where you're at. And one of the ways that can happen on both sides and not just be one-sided, because that, that's what often happens in these situations is the Christian 
ends up having to feel like they've got to compromise and it becomes a one-sided situation as opposed to going, hey, look, you know, I know that you don't see eye to eye with me and I don't see eye to eye with you. And so, man, the greatest way to be able to kind of navigate this is you know that I love you, you know that I care for you, but I'm not going to be present on this specific day. Do you think that we should, like, if, say you were invited to a, to a gay wedding, do you think you, in all scenarios that that happens, need to seek out whoever is inviting you and tell them why you can't go? Well, I think it depends on how close the relationship is. Yeah. That's that's a whole other piece is you also don't necessarily have to go to them and say, I want you to know something. Right. I won't be at your wedding because depends I don't agree like with the what's going on. Right. right. I mean, yeah. you can also just say, I'm, I'm, I'm not... I'm not going to go or, or not RSVP. You don't have to say anything. You just don't RSVP for the wedding. Uh, I think if it's a close relationship, then yeah, it creates a really good opportunity to sit down and say, hey, listen, I want to talk to you about something serious. And I know it's kind of weighty, um, but I want to start with you knowing that that I love you. And you know that by the way I've treated you and, and been there for you. And that will always continue. But I need to be honest with you. Um, I can't jump on board with the sex ethic that you're a part of because I believe it's counter to the very core fabric of how God created humanity. And uh, that doesn't change the way that I see you. I'm not asking for you to change anything in this moment. I just want you to understand where I'm coming from. And so I, I won't be able to, to be there, but I want to have more conversations about this. I want to be able to engage with you. You're not annexing them for the rest of your life. You're not even saying you won't have that couple over to engage with them. You're just saying, I'm not going to be there to celebrate this moment uh, of of a male and a male and a female and a female. Like, creating this this union in that in that space so there are ways plenty of ways to love um also there there comes a point i believe in the in the christian life where we do have to put our stake in the ground we do this with other doctrines and other places and so it's important to know like man it is i mean jesus talks about the cost of following him and he talks about how the world will reject it we also can't expect that when we have those conversations that they're going to go great they may not go, like now i'm not saying be argumentative or combative right. or 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 unloving, Grace right? and truth, yeah. Grace and truth. But like there, there is that element of like at some point, I think we've got to be okay with realizing that Christianity runs counter to the world. Yeah. So we can't expect them to go, you know what, man, that's great. There, there is going to be some, part of that is, and it's a, a bigger conversation, there's an identity issue that's there. I am gay is what the community often thinks. It's an identity thing. And so when your identity is tied to your gender, then when somebody rejects something like a wedding, then it feels very personal attack. It feels very like you've attacked my identity. There's a whole lot to that there that that we've got to understand there is going to be some tension there. There is going to be, and, and there needs to be places in life where Christians are okay putting their stake in the ground going, and I'm okay with that. And, you know, at times it may unfortunately cost relationships to stand on the grounds of truth. Um, but I think for Christians, we've, we've got to come prepared for that. We don't desire that. We want to pursue people at all costs. Um, but, I, you know, again, and I think if we were to expand the example, you know, we were talking about before, yeah. Um, in, in other situations. I, I think you could say if you had a friend um, that had an abortion and they had a, a freedom party and said, hey, we, we want to celebrate, man, we are, we're free now and, and no longer have this child that I'm, I'm dealing with, and um, you, you you wouldn't go to that, right? right? Like You wouldn't go to that. Why? Because your stake is in the ground as a Christian of the sanctity of life. And so you wouldn't reject that person totally. You wouldn't not want to walk with them through the process. But you wouldn't want to be there to celebrate that moment because of what that moment represents. And right. so I think we also have to pull out of kind of the tension point of our culture with specifically with homosexual weddings and kind of look at other places it plays out in life and in society and and know that these are going to be dicey waters for us to navigate. But at the end of the day, we're called, to your point, grace and and truth. That's the call of the Christian life. Yeah, and I think you, you mentioned something really, really key there, which is like our culture today— says, and we've talked about this on previous podcasts, is that you are your 
whatever your sexual identity is and or whatever your interests are. So if therefore someone rejects one of your interests or one of your dispositions, then therefore they reject you. That's what culture says. Whereas as Christians, like we don't believe that if we don't like the same things, that that is a necessary rejection of the person. And I think as Christians, we have to come to the conclusion of not going to the wedding. Does that mean it's a rejection of them as people? No, it's just not a celebration of what they are doing in that moment. Um, Especially since as a Christian, we believe the institution of marriage was given by God to us, right? To, um, to humanity and with a specific design by the creator. Yeah. And there's a, there's a balance to figuring out and navigating. This is why the local church matters, knowing your Bible matters, you know, accountability and community matters. All the things we talk about all the time matters that you, there's a balance, right? And especially in our culture, we love pendulum swings, you know, where where pendulum swings back far and wide. And I think there, there is a uh, pendulum swing of like, we do everything in the name of love and truth kind of gets like pushed to the side. Or, and, you know, we talked about this a little bit with uh, progressive and fundamentalism, but, or it swings the other way and it's like nothing but truth and we just lay the hammer down. We've got to find the middle ground that's there, the, the beauty that's there that we find really in Jesus through the Gospels of how he addresses sin and how he engages with different people. And it's like, it's important for us to understand there's, there's going to be a rub when that, the truth of the Bible comes up against the ways of the world. And we've got to be prepared for that. We don't have to be combative or rude or mean, but but we need to stand to our convictions. Yeah. And at some point, the Christians got to stand up in various spaces. Yeah. And I think, so a couple of things that just come to mind, I want to anticipate maybe if, if you're listening and you have a different opinion, we'd love to hear that opinion in the comments and respond to it. So leave us a comment on YouTube or, or drop us a comment on Spotify or Apple um, in the response section. Uh, but for the people who maybe are Christians but disagree with you, that maybe they would say, um, you know, I, I think it's actually the more Christ-like thing to do to go to the wedding because he went where the sinners went, were. He went to those places. Uh, or they might say, uh, well, I just I don't see necessarily the argument you're making as the, the legitimate one. I think that it, it is the more Christian loving thing to do to go. What would you say to those people in, in those scenarios? Yeah. I mean, first of all, with Jesus um, going to the places where the sinners were um, absolutely, uh, but he didn't participate in the things that they were participating in. And when you go to a wedding, it is a participatory thing. It's not just you're, you're just, you know, there in one sense. It's again, we talked about your presence matters. It is an affirmation of, I support this. And uh, Jesus never connoted um, when he dealt with sinners that that I support the sin. He said, I love you. And he actually called out the sin. And so I think finding a balance in that. Also, the love argument on the back end of like, man, I just feel like it's most loving just to be there and sort of have more conversations later. Um, I would argue, how do you define love? Because um, really, you're not being true to your Christian conscience, and you're not being true to the biblical convictions of God's sex ethic for humanity and the purpose of marriage. So is it loving to actually like basically suppress what you know to be true and go sit in a place with something you don't agree with in order to feel like you're loving someone well? Like, is that really what love in action looks like? Yeah, that's good. I think the other, yeah, that's really good. The other, the other thing that would kind of the most uh, standard objective as well is like, well, would you go to a wedding of two non-Christians? Yeah, I absolutely would. And we, can you explain kind of yeah. why, what the difference is there? I would because it still is honoring the biblical sex ethic. Though they do not know Christ, 
they are still affirming the process, and I'm affirming the process of God's design for the covenant relationship of marriage, which is one man, one woman for one lifetime. It is still, though they may not Christian be, be Christians, it is still a picture of the gospel. Because again, when we look at Ephesians and it talks about our relationship with Christ, man represents Christ, woman represents the church, and together their union is, is us in Christ. So you still have a picture of a man and a woman who are joining together, becoming one, making a covenant together to be one. That's still a picture, going back to like I talked about, the people that wear the crosses that aren't Christians. That cross still represents Jesus died on it, whether or not they believe it or not. That marriage is still a picture of the gospel, whether or not they're Christians or believe the gospel or not. Here's another one. What if it's a, a Christian and a non-Christian? Yeah. So Christian and non-Christian, I personally wouldn't go to that wedding. Oh, okay. Uh, because Scripture, again, is clear on, you know, not to be unequally yoked. That is a, it's a qualification. I mean, really, the qualification for marriage is one man, one woman who both love Jesus. That, that That's what it looks like to—the uh, the qualifications of what it looks like to be married. And so for that one, man, that's another one that, hey, you know, and I think it's important to see this. There's across-the-board truths that we stand on— um, that when we look at Scripture, we say, man, this is what the Bible says, and so what I don't want to do is go sit in this space with these people saying that I affirm this process when down deep at the core of who I am, I'm going, man, this is completely out of line with what God's said in His Word. Now, I would want to know for sure, like, as sure as you can be, like, they're actively living as a non-Christian, and they're actively, you know, pursuing Christ. Um, one's not connected to the church, the other, because obviously there's times where it's it's gray of, like, you know, are they just religious or believers? So I do think there's some parsing out a little bit of work on your end to do. And again, the relational equity that's there, um, you know, and the relational equity on, do you have the conversation? Do you go to them and say, you know, here's why I'm not coming. If you're really close to them and you've been walking with them, I think absolutely it's a chance to love them well and tell them what they don't want to hear, but what they need to hear that, man, you know that this person is not convictionally in line with you, um, surrendering their lives to Christ. And so it is going to dismantle everything in your marriage, if that's the case, and so that's another one that I would say I would I would not uh, go to that wedding. Yeah, that's that's really good. I think that's the thing for people to understand is the 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 a wedding is by nature an affirmation, and so it's different than you know say boycotting Target like we've talked about in the past or something like that. You buying something from a store is not inherently historically by design an affirmation of of that store's values. Or, and there's no relational equity in that. right. Right. But a wedding is, it, there's a relational piece. You're obviously close enough to be invited. Um, and then on top of that, the wedding is a celebration. Like it, it's a party, it's a banquet, there's a feast. Like it's a, it's an affirmation of, of whatever the couple that's getting married is doing. Yeah. And it's important to realize that relational equity piece that's there. And again, what it means being at a wedding, because that it goes back to the question you talked about, well, Jesus was around non-sinners, but in his being around non-sinners, he wasn't affirming what was happening. Sinners. Right. Oh, excuse me. Sinners. <laughs> not say non-sinners. Yeah. Non-Christians is what yeah, I said. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but Jesus was around non-Christians. He was around right. people that were that were practicing sin, but his presence didn't affirm their practice like right. a wedding does. Being at a wedding is saying I'm affirming what's happening. Yeah, that's good. What what other pieces would you say just if as if someone came to you that goes to church here and said, Hey, Pastor, like I, I got this invite. I don't know how to handle this. Um, I'm wrestling with this. I feel like it's more loving to go. But my, my consciousness is kind of saying no. What, what would you just counsel that person through that? How would you do that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, and I don't want to undercut the the challenging uh, decision it can be for people as they process, especially depending on the relational equity and how deep it is. Or if it's a family member, that's where I've walked through this with people. Yeah. Very close friends of mine have had family members um, that have participated in this. 
and have had to have those conversations with them. Um, and I gave the example earlier, one of them went, went really well. Um, so yeah, I think one, you've got to sit down and ask yourself the question, what's my relational equity with them? Do you have a, is there an easy out to say, I mean, just not RSVP for the wedding, right? Are you an acquaintance? Um, if you have deep relational ties to them, if they're a family member, brother, sister, um, you know, cousin, those kind of things. I think those are the moments where you can sit down and have a conversation that is loving in nature. And, and I think that's very important, like that you don't come combative and we're not just almost stick you with truth, but it's like, Hey, listen, I want you to know I'm wrestling with something and I want to be open and honest with you because I care about you and I love you. And I know in the same way that you've been open with me about your journey, I want to make sure that I'm open with you about my journey and my spiritual journey that I'm on. And, and here's where I'm at on this thing. I, I just, I believe that God designed marriage between, be between a man and a woman. And I know that being at your wedding means that I'm supporting what's happening. And hopefully you've already had this conversation. You're able to say, I know we've had some similar conversations about kind of the the disconnect that we, or the disagreement that's there and kind of what's happening in your relationship. Um, but but I don't feel comfortable being present at the wedding because I don't want to uh, show that I'm, a, I'm affirming what's happening. But but you know this because we've been walking together um, and because we have a relationship that, that I love you and uh, that I care about you and I will always be there for you. And uh, we'll hang out together after, you know, the wedding and, and time moves on. We'll, we'll, you know, friendship will still be there. Uh, but I, I really wanted to bring you into the journey that I've been on. And this has been a hard wrestle for me um, because I do want to be there for you as a person. Uh, but I, I just can't get on board with what's yeah. happening in the process. And so I think something along those lines is very honest and genuine and not this like, hey, I want to let you know we're not coming because right. you know, we don't believe in this stuff and this is sinful and out of... That, that's not what I'm jockeying for whatsoever. And I, I do think that's the dynamic people wrestle with. Like, man, I've got to... No, I think you invite them into your to your struggle and your journey. And again, I think there's got to be a reciprocation uh, between especially the LGBTQ community and the Christian community. There is an assumption from the LGBTQ uh, plus community that the Christian should just accept everything or it's rejecting who they are. Um, and what's unfair is, is that there's an expectation that we give up everything and they give up nothing. And it's like, hey, I think we should meet in the middle on this and go, hey, there's some things you don't agree with me and I don't agree with you. And so we're going to agree to disagree on this. And that's okay. And I think if we could get to that place, it would alleviate some of the tension that's there and actually allow us to have more productive conversations. Yeah, that's really good. Well, if you have questions in the chat about um, this topic or something else that has to do with how we interact as Christians in a fallen world, please send those to us, Pastor Mike at imageatl.com. Send us an email or drop your question in the chat. We'll see it. Uh, we love to respond to those as well. Pastor Mike, thank you for answering a, a question that's top of mind for many people today. And with that being said, we look forward to being back here in a couple of weeks and we'll talk to you all then.